From COK Studios in Sam Sanders Chalet, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Cordell Nutbrock. On today's show, we'll consider the upheaval after the recent executive orders signed by President Donald Trump. We'll also consider some new slang terms and phrases with our resident phraseologists, Leslie and Constance Kincaid. And we'll consider that I'll probably need a bigger handbasket. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from Snood, the second most popular Scandinavian furniture store. Get a great deal on Flerdingen, a Blop, or a Rulangen, and we'll throw in some of those little wrenches to put them together. And Amnesty International Airlines, providing refugees and those seeking asylum with a unique and first-class flying experience. All flights to the United States canceled until further notice. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Cordell Nutbrock. In the week and a half since the inauguration, protests have become the new normal, as citizens upset with President Donald Trump's actions have taken to the streets. President Donald Trump? Oh, oh, that still just doesn't sound right at all. No, no, it doesn't. Every time I say it, the bile just rises right up in the back of my throat. Yeah, it, it kind of tastes like Cheetos and heartbreak. Maybe if we just say our 45th president. It's worth a try. Our 45th president has signed over a dozen executive orders since taking office, the most inflammatory of which came on Saturday when he signed a ban on Muslim refugees entering the country. The hastily executed order has barred Syrian refugees from entering the United States, suspended all refugee admissions for 120 days, and blocked citizens of seven Muslim-majority countries, refugees or otherwise, from entering the United States for 90 days. President Trump, our 45th president, has seen huge backlash in the form of protests around the country, as well as criticism from people in his own party, including Senators John McCain and Lindsey Graham. Joining us in the studio to discuss the crisis being caused by the president's order are Esther Goodwin, a former State Department official under President Obama, and Vance Blumpkin, an advisor to our current president. Thank you both for being here. Hello. Happy to lie to you today. Ms. Goodwin, this immigration situation has created a lot of chaos. Can you tell us what you're seeing in reaction to this executive order? The widespread protests say it all. It's very clear that this order was signed without the proper vetting and that the current administration had no idea of the far-reaching consequences of their actions. Barring refugees in this way is incredibly short-sighted and has likely emboldened our enemies and angered our allies. Mr. Blumpkin, what is the White House's response to the protests? What protests? There aren't any protests. Everything is going fine. If you mean those large crowds that gathered at the airports over the weekend, they were just getting a Cinnabon for eight hours. Have you tried one? They're so yummy. No, no, the order was perfect and executed beautifully. What about all the customs officials and Homeland Security personnel who said that they had almost no briefing on the order prior to it going into effect? We can't be responsible if people don't pay attention. The bottom line is that we're all much safer now. Well, it doesn't seem that way. What would you say to the many critics who have said that an order like this will serve to anger Muslims who might have had no prior conflict with the United States? They're right. Showing our enemies like ISIS that we're anti-Muslim is a great recruiting tool for them. 
President Trump has also thrown the country into an ugly legal battle with his anti-Muslim sentiment. Whoa, whoa, this is not an anti-Muslim order. It's just aimed at keeping us safer. It's not targeting Muslims specifically. It's just insulting that you think that. Certainly some of those people are Muslims, and the countries who want to ban refugees from are overwhelmingly Muslim, and there will be preferential treatment given to Christian refugees, and we know all Muslims are radical jihadist terrorists, but to say that this is an anti-Muslim measure is just incorrect and hateful. There's lots of Muslim countries where Mr. Trump has vast business interests that aren't on the ban list. Is the White House planning to backtrack at all on this, given the backlash? They may have to if the courts rule against parts of this executive order, and they should, considering the public outcry. Look, we could argue all day about how amazing this immigration ban is, or the record-breaking crowds at the inauguration, or how opulent the new Trump Hotel in Washington, D.C. is, but I think we can all agree. We can all agree? Exactly. Make America great again. Uh, What about the plaque at the base of the Statue of Liberty? Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. Gross. It says that? Poor? Really? That can't be right. Typical liberal bias. I'm sorry, but I don't think we have any more time for this. Oh, you've got another interview coming in? Nope. That was former State Department official Esther Goodwin and Vance Blumpkin, advisor to He Who Must Not Be Named. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Here at COK, we're always on the lookout for new words and phrases that haven't quite made their way into the popular lexicon yet. Thankfully, we have Leslie and Constance Kincaid to bring us all the new terms that people will be using in the near future. The Kincaids join me now in the studio for another installment of our series, Consider the Source. Welcome back, Leslie and Constance. Hello, Connor. Happy to be with you. So, I understand that you two were at the inauguration. Indeed we were. It was a great opportunity to see the least diverse group of people in the world gather to celebrate the demise of Western civilization. We also thought it might be rife with new words and phrases for our upcoming book, Phrasepocalypse, terms you can use now that the end of the world is nigh. Well, that sounds like a good one. Yes, it may be the last book we ever write. We hope not, but it does seem likely. So what words did you hear being coined at the inauguration? Oh, there were almost too many to keep track of. Constance was writing them down as fast as she could. I would have helped, but my penmanship is just atrocious. (laughs) It really is. We did manage to capture some of the best ones, though. Our first word is tweetplomacy. This was used by a Trump supporter in a t-shirt that read, With a shirt like this, who needs pants? He was praising your new president on his tweetplomacy. Now what is that? Tweetplomacy is when an elected official uses social media sites, such as Twitter, to manage foreign relations and conduct diplomatic discussions publicly. As in, the new president's tweetplomacy is going to create a lot of problems for us in the long run. That makes sense. This next one we also heard from a group of Trump supporters. It is Trump-it. Like the instrument? No, no. To trumpet means to pull a fact completely out of thin air. Out of one's backside. To make something up to suit your needs. To state a falsehood. To lie. As in, did you actually research those assumptions you have about Muslims, or did you just trumpet? Oh, I see. So if I say something like, there were more people at this inauguration than in Obama's in 2008... You will have trumped it. Got it. Finally, 
We heard this last term at the Women's March the next day. Oh, you went to that too? Oh, yes. I even made a very clever sign that I carried. It read, Super Callous Fascist Racist Extra Braggadocious. That is clever. <laughs> Thank you. This final term is one that you've probably heard before, but it took on a new meaning this last weekend. It is immigrant. An immigrant is what every inhabitant of the USA is, except the Native Americans. As in, if any of your ancestors took a boat or a plane to get here from their country of origin, you are technically an immigrant. Well put. Kincaids, thank you for coming by today. I think we all learned something valuable. <laughs> it, it was, was our pleasure. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, go to our website, considerournowledge.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and on Twitter at ConsiderOurKnow. The COK team includes Emily Clausen, Natalie Thorpe, Jeremiah Knight, Marianne Wetzel, Hobart Willis, Spencer Cannon, and Libby Mitchell. Our intern is Ryan Shattuck. If you'd like to download the podcast, you can do so at iTunes or at Stitcher Radio, at Stitcher.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. Out of one's backside. To make something up to suit your needs. Like a butt. (laughs) 